You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Apotter. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast at allthesethings.com. And uh, find us, subscribe on iTunes, listen to us on the Riotcast.com network. My new album is out on iTunes, Spotify, Radio, Sirius. Download it anywhere. It's called Home and Away, so buy a lot of copies of that, I have a baby. Today's guest is a very funny, big-time, headlining comedian from Long Island, New York, but is really a comic, musician, songwriter, and actor as well. He has appeared on The View, Showtime, The Rosie O'Donnell Show, etc. He has toured with the likes of Rodney Dangerfield, Julio Iglesias, Kenny Rogers, The Righteous Brothers, and Huey Lewis. But you may know him best as Mr. Doom and Gloom Yankees fan on Twitter. It's John Joseph. That was uh, just a great introduction. Thank you so much. I mean, what's the problem? It's a great, if they have a great year, if they win 100 games, they're going to lose 62 games. You're just going to have to deal with the 62 losses, buddy. Uh, It's not easy. It's like getting a standing ovation, but one person sits. (laughs) You only dream about that one person. And your consortium online is like you, John Totoro, or the Totoro brothers. You know, like, it's insane who's like, it's Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick and they're all, they're he's all the Yankees at it. But they're so, better to watch now. They're great they to watch. My problem is I'm in countries where you can't watch anything, and oh, if you okay. can, it's not in English. Oh, I got it. <laughs> so I'm not doing well. You can't pick up John Sterling on the Wi-Fi. No, but I do have the, the app, the MLB app. Oh, yeah. So if there's decent helps. Wi-Fi, and if That's I'm in I Greece, do. it doesn't matter. That's I'm like listening I was listening to the game. in Italy at like 4 in the morning. Well, time. exactly. Yeah. 5 in the morning, I'm listening to the game. you have to pay for the subscription. Yeah, of course. Oh, you paid for it? It's worth it. Let's talk to John Joseph. All right, so let's talk about you for uh, the first corner. Yeah, I like um, that. That's good. So first of all, is John Joseph Esposito. Yeah, Esposito. But and so uh, show business, why? I couldn't use that name for two reasons. Number one, there was a John Esposito in Screen Actors Guild ah, when hmm. I did my first flick. Do we know him? Is he famous? No. Oh. He's basically <laughs> like me. He, there's, there's no Esposito. Right? Anyway, uh, so that was one reason. The other reason was there was uh, so many hockey players with the name. I'd oh, go there Phil and go, Esposito. hey, you know Phil? You know Tony? <laughs> That's right. There is. Do you know That's my, right. you know. Oh, you could use it now. So, uh, Joseph well, wait, was my middle it name. So Giancarlo I just Esposito, isn't he the chicken man on uh, Breaking Bad? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I do and there's it. also uh, a comic, Tracy Esposito. Tracy Esposito. She's great. I know her. You know, yeah. she's very good. We know her from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so this whole thing, this comedy, you're, you headline everywhere around the world, but I remember you telling me this starts... This started as being a rock star. You had a guitar. Yeah, I was going to be Elvis. It didn't work out. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did. Because you weren't Elvis. No, because I stunk. You didn't uh, write "Love Me Tender." I, you know, I've written thousands of songs. You know, thousands yeah. of songs. But you were performing a lot by yourself. Yeah, I was playing in. Band? I was playing. I was in a band for a while. What was the name of the band? What, uh, what age is where this, by the way? Like nineteen? Well, well, twenty-one. I, st- I started fourteen. I did my first gig. Damn. 14, we had a band called the Daydreamers. Yeah. Matt was the bass player. He was a horrible 
So we did our first par- uh, block party. It was called a block party. Yeah. Where somebody in the town says, oh, we're going to have a big party. And this is here in the city? This was in Levittown. Long Levittown. Okay. We're going to lock off the block, <laughs> and we're going to hire the Daydreamers, the most fabulous band on our block. All right. We knew like eight songs. The bass player, Matt, was so bad, we turned his volume off on his amp. <laughs> so he was just airplane. He probably didn't even know. Is that right? So that band didn't last. I played in other bands. I went to this horrible college and met a couple of guys that played instruments. We formed a band. We opened for, no one's going to remember this band. It was called Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> oh, you shit. opened for them? Yeah, wow. uh, yeah we were kids. They were huge. Band back and in the day. they had yeah. such a habit of not showing up because they were so wasted. <laughs> so our set went from like 40 minutes to like yeah. two and a half hours. So then, oh but God. you were pretty good then to open for that band. Uh, we were good. Band was great. We had seven pieces. We were doing horns just okay. right before Chicago came out. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, so are you singing in this band? Yeah, I was a singer. I was a rhythm guitar player. I was never good enough to be a lead player. Okay. But I had some great players with me, man. The drummers, organ player. We used to have a Hammond B3 organ. Remember those organs? I love that Big organ. Big gigantic organ with a couple yeah. of Leslie's. How'd you get it? Yeah. How'd you get it everywhere? Vans. We had two vans, two Volkswagen minibuses. And I remember doing a gig in Binghamton, New York yeah. at the Civic Center or something like this. And we were coming from another gig. Yeah, to this day, I can't walk because my back is so screwed up from, <laughs> from those days. From moving the Hammond. <clears throat> oh so what do you, they just don't show up, but everybody's there to see them. Everybody's there to see them. And believe me, they're not quiet about it. So how yeah. long did this go on for? Like how That went long? on for about a year. And then what? You're like, we can't do this anymore. We want to go out on our own. No, nah, I had to go back to class, so my father was going to kill me. Oh, so okay. What were you studying? Hotel restaurant management. That went well. <laughs> that went as well as my singing career. Could you imagine him as like a concierge? <laughs> well, wait. So this was always in your head to get to New York City and 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 be a player, a musician, and sell songs, and yeah. you know. So that was your first write and in, sing my own songs yeah, that and was, all that. that was it. So, and did you make it to New York? Did you you spent? A yeah, lot no. Of time I, I my whole life was in New York, but uh, but I, you pursued singing just here, like you see, comedy here. Are, t- are we always trying? I was never doing comedy. I mean, not comedy. I was just yet, a but singer. You were just singing here. And I used to in those days they used to have A and R guys from the record companies. Yeah. And, and you'd call the A, you'd literally talk to him on the phone. Look at I got a bunch of songs, blah, blah, blah. And it, all right, come in Thursday, 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. And you show up at Gulf and Western or Paramount or Columbia Records, go sit with somebody from Electra, Jack Holzman, somebody. Right. Oh, wow. And you and, just play your song. And you just sit there and, and you'd songs. either have a reel to reel tape. Right. And then, and you'd also bring your guitar because if they like what was on the reel, they say, give me something, play something. You know? Yeah. And I played for these guys all the time. And it was always like, uh, that's a great song, but you know, I can't whistle it. That's what <laughs> they want to help. Oh, you know, in those days, everything was three minutes. Did you know was... somebody who ever went in there and said, oh, we, they just bought this and it turned out to be a huge hit? Yeah, the kid I lost to in Battle of the Bands every, every other Sunday yeah. at Holy Family Church, his name was Billy Joel. <laughs> oh shit! He had the right idea. Oh my god! He was in a group called the Hassles, and they were just a bunch of kids from Long Island. Right. And I had a band from Long Island, and oh, we used to do shit. the Battle of the Bands, and every single time they would just kick our butt. <laughs> and you could tell then that okay, this guy's pretty good. He was just annoying. Yeah, yeah. He was annoying he was because good. he was so good. You know <laughs> what I mean? He played so well, and he had so many different styles of music. 
And he sounded great already. And he just sounded Shit. so yeah. unique yeah. that it wasn't fair. And I was the singer, so it's me right. versus Billy. God, that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, so I'm doing a podcast yeah. on 72nd Street. Right. Billy's playing Madison Square Garden every month. So you see how that worked out. <laughs> All right, so tell Neil the story how you, you got into stand-up. You were working a gig, and then somebody needed a comic. Tell that story. I was playing Eastside Comedy Club on Long Island. Okay. Uh, Richard Minervini was the owner. He's a comic, you know. And there was a place across the street called a clubhouse, a little steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And I was playing at the piano bar there. I was playing guitar behind the piano, you. singing my Gordon Lightfoot songs. The guys from the comedy club used to come in all the time to watch me make up songs about people. Because I never had enough songs to do four hours all night. Yeah. So for half the time, I would just make up songs about people. Oh, like people call, in the restaurant. Yeah, call yeah. it the bullshit song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. You know? Yeah. And they used to come over from the comedy club because they said, nobody does that. Nobody yeah. makes up songs You're like that. At so one day, Robert Klein was playing next door. The opening act didn't show up. So Minervini comes running across. He goes, listen, I need you to fill in for the opening act. I said, look, I don't know nothing about comedy. Yeah. He goes, come on, look, I need you to go in there and do 10 minutes. Just make up those songs. So I went in there and literally got booed off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was horrible. I remember Jackie Martling was in the back. He was the, oh, the yeah, host, yeah. and he was blinking the light. And I, didn't, I didn't even know what a light was. You know, he's blinking. Light. I thought I had epilepsy or something. It was flicking lights. And then uh, he convinced me to do it because he gave me seventy-five bucks to do ten minutes, oh, and I was making one hundred and fifty for four hours yeah. at the clubhouse. So I ran in. I did the two sets. At the time, Klein's manager was uh, Rory Rosegarden. You know Rory. Oh, yep. yeah. He does Ray now yeah, and Drew and all those guys. Yeah. So, uh, so Rory was a big help to me. And he told me, he says, uh, listen, I, my home club is the comic strip in New York. You know, he goes, I want you to come down to the comic strip and, and just do five minutes. I said, of what? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know how to do comedy. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, tell yeah. jokes. He goes, I want you to tell jokes. I just want you to tell about your life. Oh, and I literally would go on stage between like Dennis Miller and Seinfeld and Chris Rock was hosting. He was like an 18 year old kid. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. and I got I got booed off those stages, too. <laughs> and then after a while, you don't want to get booed anymore. Yeah, and you yeah. just figure it out. But know? that's pretty cool that the doors opened up for you that clearly. I mean, that's pretty unique that I mean, it's it's that clear. You do it, then meet somebody and boom. You're well, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. but here, tell them my favorite part of this is what your wife thought like he's going and doing these gigs running across the street doing you know and then so what did ellen say well <laughs> in those days we used to have video cameras okay. the size of a buick yeah and we had to uh you know we had to film yeah. our sets and you'd film your set and i'd come home and i'd stick the videotape into the vcr and we'd be lying in bed and tears would be coming out of my wife's eyes i would be crying <laughs> And I just look at her and I said, well, what's the matter? And she goes, I'm begging you because I love you. I'm begging you to get out of comedy. <laughs> and I said, why? She goes, look, I would never tell you this unless I loved you. You're not funny. You're never going to be funny. You have diarrhea of the mouth. You walk aimlessly on stage. You scream. Everything. You can't talk without screaming. Oh, God. So night after night, I would bring these tapes home, and night after night, she would just empty her body of every tear that ever existed. But she did she like the idea of you being a rock star back in the day? She loved the, the music star. stuff. Yeah. She oh. loved... I would play with bands in the Hamptons, and there right. would be Ellen in the front row, you know, oh. screaming and yelling. I mean, yeah. we were 20 years old. I was making a fortune as a rock star. <laughs> now look at me. 
now now I'm playing all these places. I got a cardboard belt. So he's he start he start he starts in the '80s, right? Yeah. And so he's working with all these guys. Do you want to tell the? Can you tell the Bobby Collins thing you told me before we came on? About uh, Julio. You have the baby. No, you have the baby. Oh, the comic strip. Oh my god. <laughs> One of my my first road shows was the comic strip, and uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And I, of course, like an idiot, I fly my wife and child with me. Oh no. On whatever airline flew to Fort Lauderdale. So I've already lost money. It's $600 a week, and you're booked for two weeks. So you get $1,200 for two weeks. It's four guys on the show. It's like Bobby Collins, uh, Sky Sands, Richie Minavini, another guy. I don't even remember. And uh, we get to the condo, and guys are snorting lines off the coffee table. <laughs> and I just and, – and I look at the, – there's a pool next door to the condo. This is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There's a pool, and the tarp is so green with algae. And the pool is so green. Lizards, lizards are on floats. It's, it's, it's the most disgusting place you've ever been to. I turn my carriage around with my two-and-a-half-year-old kid, oh, turn my wife around, get into the cab that took us there, and say, listen, is there a hotel around here? This is a Holiday Inn. This is a Holiday Inn on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. We rented the Holiday Inn five. We were going to rent it for the two weeks, but we only got it five days because I got fired on day five <laughs> for going over and stinking. going over time? And sucking. Oh, my God. I was so bad. I was was doing Nixon impersonations of Nixon singing Led Zeppelin songs. I mean, that was horrible. But you met all these guys back in the day. Bobby Collins was a big deal. Kevin James was on the rise, right? Kevin James. Everybody was getting big. I mean, I I, I got a break because I was working Dangerfields back in 88. and, uh, And Rodney was in the back of the club smoking a joint, drinking a bottle of Johnny Walker. And I went on stage. It was the auditions for the uh, Young Comedian special on oh, HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right. And I, I closed my set with some music stuff. And the director from HBO said, look, he can't do that music stuff on HBO. He goes, but he's the funniest guy we got. So, yeah. so Rodney comes out and he goes, what do you mean he can't play HBO? <laughs> and he goes, we need copyrights. And this was long before Pretty Woman right. went to court with uh, two live crew and they sued and right. got rights for, par- for uh, parodies and stuff like that. So anyway... To make a long story longer, uh, I toured with him, you know. Tour and again, Rodney. I was supposed to do the whole year with Rodney. I ended yeah. up doing 13 dates. On the 13th date, we played some theater in Wilkes-Barre. I get a standing ovation. And I figured, <laughs> they're standing because I'm done and Rodney's coming. They're not standing because I'm so funny. Right. But Rodney didn't look at it like that. Right. We got back on the bus. We're heading back to Manhattan. And I see Rodney go, Rodney, standing ovation. What do you think? <laughs> I'll tell you. Okay, you're going places because you're not working with me anymore. <laughs> Fired on the bus. And there you go. Son of a bitch. And it's been 30, 40 years. Where are we? What year are you in? That was 88. 88. So Holy that's shit. 31 years ago. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's great to have wow. you in the comedy business. You turned it around. And that's why I want to talk about that second corner. Today. I want to talk about show business because now you have seen show business and now i'm starting to see it a little bit with leslie and i saw it with norton a little bit and then like let's talk about show business for this and neil's done had a little bit of show business like like you show business i like to think of show business as when you're talking contracts you're talking like you're getting on fancy planes people are picking you up in limos of course they're picking you up show business they're sending you (laughs) sending cars for you you're doing television that's show business you're saying no to things you're saying no to things bingo like with you know so what you get to see show business in a couple of ways first with rodney so how big was the rodney thing right look for me it was huge yeah but when you look back on it 
Like gigs you're doing with Leslie have right. twice the audience. I mean, he was playing halls with 1,200 people, 1,500 people. Oh, really? People. But that was a big that, that was a huge theater. So how'd you get there? Was it like planes or like cars? Never. Or? Always a tour bus. He hated flying. But he was on... But then was when did he break on The Tonight Show that it like... like with uh, Carson, he was already known by late eighties. Oh was yeah, like, he was like the, re- and it was only twelve hundred seats. He was huge. Yeah, most of the places we played were, were no more than two thousand. So what seats. does he just get in the door? They just give him all the money. I have no idea. All I know is he pulled out a couple of bucks from his pocket after every gig and handed it to me. Right. So in the beginning, I was doing gigs for like two hundred bucks right. a gig. Here you go, kid. Here's a couple of hundred bucks. All right. right. Don't tell anybody I work with you. Right. <laughs> you know. And then, then he got to the point where he'd take a check and write it for five hundred bucks. You know, right. but it was own personal check. Oh my god. And then you know that, that was a long time ago. Uh, but he was no, always a pretty good guy. He was. Look at to the comics. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah. But like me, like most comics. He hated people. Yeah. You know, he he really wanted everybody dead. He just, yeah. uh, he and was then, miserable. And then, so like, so now do you go from that to opening for Huey and the Righteous Brothers? You or? know what? It's a, you know this business as well yeah. as I do. Probably better. Whatever comes up. All you guys. Listen, yeah. once you got heat for anything, yeah. the heat seekers envelop you like a cloud. Yeah. You know, coming into a little town in Bar Harbor, Maine. Right. It's like... Uh, you know, once I started touring with Rodney, all the guys that wouldn't answer my phone, the phone is ringing. And right. Guys that called me from William Morris, guys that called me from ICM, creative artists, APA, you know. And uh, listen, uh, we got the Doobie Brothers in a couple of stadiums because they know I played big halls and whatever, you know. So you do a couple of gigs with the Doobie Brothers, filling in for Dr. Gonzo. You remember Dr. Gonzo? No. Yeah, he was a guitar player from San Francisco. He used to open up for the Doobies. <laughs> and the Doobies got me Huey Lewis, and Huey Lewis got me the Beach Boys, and they got me this and that. Wow. Well, now, what's your set like opening for these bands? Like, what do you got? What are you doing? You're are doing you... the bullshit song. Nothing. I, I do 30 minutes of stand-up, 29 minutes of stand-up. I close with a one- or two-minute bullshit song. And some, uh, so just, just one comedy. song at the yeah, end. Yeah, Make yeah. up a song about the audience. That's it. I uh, feel like that was so cool, that world, but I feel like that world left where everyone's opening for bands. Oh, it did, man. It's like, Listen, it's, there was a time I was in... Uh, at Caesar's Palace, opening for Julio Iglesias. And across the street was uh, Max Alexander right. opening for Tom Jones. Yeah. Down the road was Paul Provenza opening for Diana Ross. <laughs> but you that's know. what it was. I mean, yeah, back in, back so in the cool, day, the though. Catskills, I'd go to the Catskills with my family in the right. late 70s. And then they they always had a comic and, uh, Absolutely. and a singer. But I think it flipped somewhere along the way, like this... Sometimes it was the comic first, then the singer, and sometimes right. the singer first, then the comic. Yeah. When the comic went last, I was too young to stay awake. It right. Was driving, I was doing everything I could. to. I'm like, why do they have to have the singer? It was driving me nuts. Like I had to sit through an hour of hits we've heard from some B-level singer yeah, until we got to like a Freddie Roman. You right, know, right. Or, or I just think that it was hard to open for these bands. I mean, but once you get them. Nah, get them, not at all. Because they're all once you realize, there. once you realize they're there to see the band. Yeah. yeah. You just do your thing. And yeah. You just fun. do your thing. Look at people are out to have fun. Yeah. That's Look true. at you know the opening act is a sacrificial lamb no matter who you're opening for. <laughs> right. So you just have to make the best out of that sacrificial yeah. lamb. Sometimes they like you, and sometimes that you know you're just there to get a bullet. Like know? Rodney told me on the bus going to the first gig, he goes, "Listen, they're going to boo you off stage. Your job is to stay on stage." Hey everybody, Lenny here. This episode had massive technical problems. We're not sure why. But right here is where uh, John and I just started trading stories. And one of mine was about show businesses. I did The Tonight Show on a Monday. And then Tuesday, I was at the comic strip in front of eight people. That's show business. And um, then John goes on to explain 
how he started working for Julio Iglesias. His manager called him up doing a bad Spanish accent and said, how would you like to work for me, Julio Iglesias? And he's like, that is the worst Spanish accent I've ever heard. And then uh, he talks him into it because he's doing this stupid Spanish accent. And then John gets, he was filling in for uh, another comic. And uh, all his wife wants to do that night is watch the Academy Awards. So he's like, look, you'll get picked up in a limo and go first class. So hopefully you'll make in time back for the Academy Awards. And John picks up the story right now. I did the show in Washington. They pick me up in a limo. They take me to Wolf Trap. Right. I'm at catering. I'm having all this great food. Security come down, walks me up on stage. I do my half hour, literally. Now, this is before 9-11, so you could catch a plane five minutes before the plane leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I literally walk out the stage door in the outfit I'm wearing on stage into a limo, back to National in D.C., on the last, the 9 o'clock shuttle back to LaGuardia, I'm in my house at 10.30 watching the Academy Awards. My wife goes, how was the show? How was Julio? I said, I have no idea. I didn't meet the guy. I don't know who he is. I did my show. I left. Monday morning, my phone rings. I'm having coffee and Entenmann's Donut. And I go, hello. And he goes, John, this is Julio Iglesias. I said, Tony, your accent stinks. And I hang up the phone. And it was Julio And the phone rings again. Why do you hang up on me? And I hung up again. And then five minutes later, this girl calls and she goes, John, this is Mercedes, Julio Iglesias' assistant. Please don't hang up. And I, go, <laughs> and I look at my wife. I go, Ellen, I fucked up. <laughs> so then Julio talked to me. He goes, where are you working next weekend? I said, Dangerfields. And he goes, no, you come work with me. And I worked with him for 10 years after Ten that. 10 years. God, is that amazing. crazy? And he took great yeah, care wh- of him. And he, he was like an uncle yeah. to my children. Oh, was, wow. Yeah, he was they, just wonderful, wonderful. He's like a family member. Because this is like as big as it gets. This I was mean, back. He, he hits it huge. This was like, back between yeah. 95 and 2003. Yeah. And he was God. Yeah, yeah, he was really To all God. the girls I've loved before, yeah, you know. it was a mega hit. Was mega. that right and in that time? you saw that every night, the fame wait, wait, wait. people? Wait, wait, wait. Was that hit happened in that time frame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just people. Yeah, he are, was huge. Yeah. And he the was, women were just like. The women w- were just everywhere. You know, put it this way. I was talking to Miss Universe, <laughs> a woman from Venezuela, <laughs> yeah. in my dressing room at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Holy shit. And after 10 minutes, me and Floyd, Floyd was Julio's lighting guy. Yeah. Just picture this real redneck with long, long hair <laughs> and just red eyes all the time yeah. who love beer. And Floyd's sitting next to me drinking a beer, and I'm talking to this girl. And finally, after 10 minutes, I said, let me ask you something. Julio's dressing room is right there across the hall. What are you doing in my dressing room? (laughs) And she goes, there was no more room in Julio's. They wouldn't (laughs) let me in. And I'm thinking, Floyd, they wouldn't let Miss Universe in Julio's (laughs) dressing room. Who in God's name is in that dressing room? We open the door to Julio's dressing room, and there are these gorgeous knockout 22-year-old girls with legs that go all the way down to the ground. You're looking at these girls going, oh, my God, where did they come from? And Ellen doesn't say anything for 10 years? No, Ellen's busy "Ah, taking care of the kids. You know, but I took her on all the good gigs. Not yeah, the wow. gigs when we were in a tour That's bus. I dedic- couldn't take her, but, you know. She's, she's been there. She's seen it all then. She's seen it all. She's yeah, been yeah, through she a lot everything. of shit. Oh, and now man. are you stay? Are you now moving to Vegas? You're there? No, the I things? begged her years ago to move to Vegas. She refused. And it's good because right before I was going to buy a house there, the bottom dropped out. Because yeah. he's at Caesars for how long? How long are you at Caesars with them? 
Well, I was at Caesars with him every single year, but he's not there anymore. He's done. He's finished. He plays maybe one or two gigs in the U.S. But in that in that time though, he was doing a, like a whole stint in Vegas at Caesars. Well, he was like at Caesars. No, through? only a week. Oh, just a week. Yes, not, not the whole Six, residency thing. Monday through Sunday, he would do it. Yeah, oh, they right, didn't yeah. even have but you guys, the Coliseum yet. You guys went just, everywhere, the whole world. Oh, the world. Yeah, yeah. we've been everywhere. Amazing. Oh, we've been everywhere. And then tell Neil how it ended. It ended in the Same basement way. of the commissary at the Tropicana. What happened? I was in Vegas at, doing my own show at the Tropicana. I was down there with Rob, the, the uh, sound guy, and a couple of other comics. My phone rings. It's Tony DeCorral, his, his guitar player and road manager. He knew him since high school. And Tony usually calls me in January to give me dates for the first half of the year. And I go, hey, Tony, we got dates? He goes, Julio has to, uh, we can't use you anymore. I said, what? Oh, no. This is after 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, we can't use you anymore. He goes, he's not really selling tickets. I said, so you want me to take less money? I mean, we were like family. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, no, no, because we can't do that. And click. That was the last time I heard from anybody. That was there? I never even heard from Julio. He was killing. Same story, right? You're killing. Oh, yeah. Just destroying. Never heard from anybody. No, but he was killing, and so he couldn't. The opening act was getting too big for Julio. And people were yeah. starting to. People used to hold up signs. His fan club, which was five hundred to a thousand people at an arena of fourteen thousand, they'd be all up front holding up these ice cream sticks with pictures of Julio's sketch, and on the back would say, "We love Julio Iglesias." And I did a character called Zero, a takeoff of Zorro from Antonio Banderas, and all of a sudden one day we play this big stadium, and all the fans hold up this ice cream stick with my sketch on it. Oh, no. They turn the sketch around, and it goes, we love Zero. Oh, no. And that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was it. That was but in a that. way, the, the, his career was going, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, was going to go down, but, and then he has a son. But right? you know what? It was so much fun playing those places. Ask Lenny what it's like to yeah. play with Leslie and walk into an arena where they all know you're coming. Yeah. Yeah, but 10 years is a they're, big deal. And they're not acting like it's That's a, a shock. That's a relationship. That's everything. 10 years is a big deal. And it's, it's I've been Leslie <laughs> for a year. Though. And we've done, what, 25, yeah, 30 yeah. dates? And you've and done it, the best gigs, though. It's the a lot of fun. She gets paid a ton of money. And so I'm like, I'm just loving I love the fact that she has paid a ton of money. Oh, I just yeah. love the fact that anybody's making money she in this business. She gets ridiculous money. But, and his, then, but he has his son at the same, in that time. Yeah, his, his son started growing up. His son up. now, his son in, in the 2000s, his son blew up huge. Because I feel once his son blows up, oh, then he yeah. really's done. He yeah. Really like, yeah, oh, absolutely. from ever again. Absolutely, well, because now if somebody talks about Iglesias, they talk about Enrique. Nobody talks right. about Julio. Yeah, like I crazy. bring Julio up at a show, and people look at me and go, you mean Enrique? Yeah. I said, no, his father. <laughs> and you saw him just hanging around the shows and stuff? Yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. I was at a Sweet 16 party. Holy shit. Wow. It was not that uh, big a deal, you know? Yeah, I just yeah. wanted him to get that no, stupid beauty years, mark you're removed. you're definitely like family you're in. Then the, well, I, then look, the I would hope I could make it 10 years with Leslie <laughs> yeah, and yeah. making good money. You put, yeah. probably put the kids through Yeah, college. but you know what's going to happen? You're yeah. going to get... You're going to get a, a show or something, your own show, and um, you're going to not be able to afford to be with her. Well, she's already she's already worried about stuff like that. She it, should be. Well, anyway, but I, I can be the guy that goes with you, and I'll stand in the audience. Anytime anyone <laughs> tries to mention you at all, I'll knock the signs down. I just want to like, promise, I it. want one thing out of Lenny's mouth. Yeah. When you get your sitcom, I yeah. want to be the black neighbor. <laughs> the black neighbor? Yeah. How are you going to be the, you're a white I don't man. know. I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> I'm really we, not uh, that good an actor. I come off stage uh, the last time I opened. The, my the only compliment I ever get is this same backhanded compliment. Like once in a while, the booker of the gig will go, "I'm sorry to insult you, but um, <laughs> I never heard of you. That was really good." 
I get like that we, all the they time. want you to come back. But we've ne- I'm sorry to tell you, but I've never heard of you. I'm like, you shouldn't have. I'm not famous. She's famous. Now I used to do shows and people would say to me, I said, oh, you're unbelievable. How come I've never heard of you? Oh, God. And I said, look, uh, just I'm so already I, embarrassed about my life. But if you have to explain show business to the people in show business, oh, that gets No, sad. that's just scary then. My so, favorite thing they say to you, Lenny, is is... He looks really good. Yeah, I get a lot of that. He looked really good in the suit. He Whenever really he's good. on like, TV, they're like, "Like he looked really good." good on TV. Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, what does that mean?" Who's gonna yeah. write the book in, called "And You Were Good Too"? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's go with it. Neil's best gig ever in show business is what you know, like being backstage at the Tonight Show with you. Oh, there you go. All right, so that's wow. his best gig. No, Neil's made some good gig, like do like had first class treatment with. Uh, ads like yeah when I mean, you're in commercials. commercials and stuff like that you get yeah but they class. treat you like uh, they... yeah anytime you're doing that kind of stuff it's fun uh, yeah but that's show business yeah no, no it's show business the when they fly you out first first class time i did a commercial a first class florida i'm sleeping in the commercial for wendy's right? right the camera just pans across and the director as the camera's panning across there's no word as he's panning across i'm a air traffic controller just sleeping because right. the chicken has made uh n- non-wendy's chicken has made me sleepy okay. you know and like that's why you have a wendy's after like <laughs> so you won't fall asleep like these air traffic controllers right oh, great. and the camera just pans across and it, and the director as the camera's panning is going um can we believe we're paying you two idiots for this you know like, <laughs> <laughs> he's shitting on us as i'm making money you know like it's amazing but it was great, you know, no. first class to Florida. It's like, unbelievable. It was like, first oh, my all, God, I'm in show business. When you think about Leslie, yeah. do you ever go home at night and say to yourself, I can't believe that money's out there? Yeah, yeah. I do. The all money the becomes so ridiculous it's, it's, yeah. that they start turning down $100,000 yeah. gigs like it's 10 bucks. Oh, we, no, uh, we've had a couple it's incidents crazy, where I've I called know. Neil and go, she's turning this down. And he's like, for how much? I tell him. And we're both like crying laughing no, like you, crying laughing you can't believe you it's possible there, well it's, there's no middle class in the business no it's, it's gone so you realize there's that, us and them that's yeah, it the people when you get there if you can get to those spots it, the money is out, you're working out tuesdays crazy. in front of eight it's people no or you're working an arena yeah. for well 15, it's like it's look at ray romano was doing the same stuff with me and lenny that he does now yeah. He yeah. wasn't doing anything. He was like his baby was little. He go look at his my cockies, right? Yeah, and shake them. You know, yeah. he was doing the same thing on a Tonight Show. Just it just for whatever breaks and whatever falls into place, he gets that show. And now instead of me and him sharing a car because we couldn't pay for parking, <laughs> now he's at the point where he finishes every joke with when his wife complains. He goes, "Yeah, well, shake your head in that big bag of money." <laughs> <laughs> no, once you hit you it, know, like he hits it. That's a different. That's a stratosphere. That's, a, that's, a that's above like, the stratosphere. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a crapshoot, if anything. You know, yeah, you, he hit the he hit the lottery. Um, give me wrapping this segment up. Um, do you have a favorite gig of all these gigs? Did you have one that sticks out? You're like you made great money. It was an amazing trip. Everything went well. You know, in comedy. Yes. Is there one great moment that you're like, this is it? This. Yeah, the greatest moment was Radio City Musical. Oh, there you go. That had to be the best night ever. The Friday night, the first night I walked on stage because yep. the man made me sign this book. And the book wasn't that big. And I said, what is this book? And he goes, it's every comic that's ever been on this stage. And I signed a book and I saw names on there that just, my head exploded. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So right before I went on stage, when they announced my name, my mother and father were there. My father had never seen me in this kind of venue. He still wondered what I did for a living. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? So for him, I saw him walk down the aisle like mesmerized because it was Radio City. That was it for me. Yeah, that's great. All right. Showbiz. You got to get in the book. Got to get in the book, man. <laughs> That's, That's a, a good, good goal. goal. Got to get in the book. All right. So now the third corner. So now after all this 
is done and Julio's done and everything's done, somehow you land in the cruise ship market. I am. And you are the headliner on all these ships. It's a headlining entertainment. Let me explain this to people. So when I go do a cruise ship, I'm probably there. It depends on they now have comedy clubs on the cruise ship, maybe 100 people a night. They fill the room over and over again. And I go up and do sets. Then they also have the main theater, which is like 2,000 people now on these massive ships, like a 2,000-seat theater. I go in. My sets are probably 20 minutes. I'm splitting with another comic. Maybe I do 45. John goes into the main theater. He's the main act that's usually like so with the band or whatever, and it's a comedy entertainment act. And that's what John does. So John's at another price point level of this. So you And you've done this for how long now? Like. Since 1995. And not only since 1995. So this is after Julio, I'm guessing. This is actually, I did six ships the first year while I was doing Julio. Okay. It was the first time I've ever done a ship, and I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And then it was just a handful for the first four or five years. And then after Julio ended, that's when obviously they picked up because I had six months of stuff to fill in. Right. And now you do, I look at your calendar, it's ridiculous you're in i got you for this show you have four other days on dry land i just have today and tomorrow and then sunday i go to the azores july yeah well places you don't even know how to get to no there's no bus that gets there and neil asks me this all the time like um i go neil this is not a great life i mean it's you the money's good i'm not gonna lie to you you can make a very nice living but when john joseph gets here Go ahead, Neil. Ask yeah, what do you want to know about ships? How bad is this? Tell well, him. It, the flights are brutal. It, listen, never here's, direct. Here's how I flew. All right, now I use a guitar at the end of my show, so I got to carry my guitar with another carry-on bag, blah blah blah, and my wife. So we spent three weeks in Europe. Got on in Rome. Got off in Rhodes, Greece. When we got off day before yesterday in Rhodes, Greece, we had to fly from Rhodes, Greece, four hours north, the wrong way, to Helsinki, and then in Helsinki we had Uh-oh. to fly semi the wrong way back to london and then in london we had to change to a different airline to american from finnair at heathrow to fly eight hours back to new york which turned into seven hours okay um so it was 26 hours of travel my wife is still in bed i wasn't going to come to this show but it's lenny and i love lenny and i wouldn't (laughs) miss it for anything in the world why they do that they do that to save $6.50. <laughs> They're so cheap, the cruise line. They'll pay you to do the gig, but getting you to the gig, oh, we'll, we'll use our air at the cheapest possible way to get there. Oh I'm surprised God. you're actually so, not riding on top of the plane. Really, sometimes I have to change in Guam to go from LaGuardia to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> so that's a cheaper yeah. discount. So this, no, the, I the gig is great. It's horrible. Right now, here's stay, what I would tell you. On, on the actual boat, you're just not ha- it's just not great here's exactly how it happens on a boat the best and worst day of your life is getting a ship gig because okay yeah. because when you're the money like lenny said the money's great but you go on the ship now just imagine this you do a killer show on night two for example and you're on there for seven nights on the same ship yeah. on night two you do a killer show and now you're trapped with your audience <laughs> For yeah. five more nights. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weren't. not like you do a show, get a standing ovation, everybody leaves, you meet them at the door, you sign some autographs, take some pictures, everybody applauds, you're done. You're finished. That's it. You'll never see those people again. All right? But if you're stuck with those people, you literally can't leave your cabin. Because if you go anywhere, now there's some guys that perform, and Lenny yeah. knows some of these people, that think that's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Hey, people are, 
they're going crazy for me. They're talking to me. I, I'm the opposite. They're, yeah. You want to make the, me uh, happy? Leave me alone. I'm with John. Some of these guys go out. They're trying to get laid, and they do, and everything's yeah. great. Like me. Yeah, but I can but, see that. But also, out. I can fade in. I put a baseball hat on and sunglasses, and I let you know the beard grow a little. And bit. I try like, that I too, hide, but they still but know me because of my nose. <laughs> no, he's also what are you six six? I'm six two. I What's mean, six six? <laughs> what am I, Gulliver? <laughs> You seem so much He's taller than me, but I don't know. John just sticks out. I don't know and why it is. So, like, backtrack a little bit. Do you, when you start doing this though, you start developing a different show for them? You have a different show for them. It's got to be clean. Number one. I mean, not you and know, you Lenny plays doing, clubs. You could do anything you, you want. Yeah, but his, when you do a headline show in the theater, you can. You might have kids there, grandpas, grandmas. You know, yeah. but you're one of the few people that can do it because you can do almost like a, a. You can play music comedy you i can, can do everything so you, you could you know what not the, much left i mean no one can do all you can do it you could sing you could do anything to get the greatest thing that rory ever told me was if you do your act clean you can work forever mm-hmm. if you're dirty you'll oh, work yeah. for a certain demographic and those demographics will get so old they won't want to see you anymore yeah, they'll just get to the point where that's not funny anymore right okay but if you're clean you work to anybody brian regan yeah, that yep. was his pet for that. Yeah. You know, he had Brian, he had Ray and everything, yep. but he loved it when he told Brian, be clean. And now Brian turns down twenty five hundred seats. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Oh, you're kidding. Really? <laughs> you can't shut that off. Or, uh, I like that he has a phone ring. An actual That's phone a ring. Calling. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. who. <laughs> that probably is his agent. No more talking ships. about us. Well, it, we it, have the same was, agent. Speaking it definitely of wait, was yeah, we Julio have the same calling agent. for like a second gig. Here's the difference in our agent. We yeah. have the same agent. His agent hates me. <laughs> our, or our agent hates me. It only our hates agent. him because he turns down I everything. Turn him down. I yeah, turn him down. They want you. Well, they want John is the epitome of cruise ship. This is also a good point for this segment. Like, if you do you want to do 30 shows 30 to 40 ships a year right. out of 52 weeks i i would lose my mind i mean right. i would be in a well, nut house i'm not but saying they love you. at all they love you the, but that's the point is that I'll, I'll let you finish but they the agent loves people who do that because they're making commission it's guaranteed commission and you're right. booked at the beginning of the year for the whole year listen i'm booked for Six new year's months. eve of next year there you jesus go. I was with him when he got the call. You know, yeah, it's insane. Australia, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, insane. We were in Vegas when we got yeah, there. And yeah, so yeah. what is the good part for you guys on a boat? What is working out? Or Here's for me. What's the only <laughs> thing that would drive me crazy is no internet. You're cut no, off. No, no, no. You, you get, get internet. internet. It's just not that good. And you pay you for get, it. You're kind of cut off from the world. Yeah, you is are. Is that bad? Or you're is a prisoner good? at sea. Oh, it used to be way worse. There was no internet back That's when you I started. When I no started, internet. there was no internet. When we went on the cruise. Yeah, there was, was no internet. No, it was yeah, like you were cut off. That is a nightmare. But even now, it's tough because I'd rather be home. I'd rather be working the cellar in the city. You yeah. know, on weekends and, and just having fun with Lenny and Greg and everybody and just relaxing and sleeping in my own bed instead of being in, you know, yeah. Rhodes, Greece. They put me in a hotel the night after we did 21 days on a ship. I couldn't sleep one minute. I was just yeah. looking so forward to getting to the airport <laughs> and leaving. You can't sleep. And also the hotel they put you in is not great. And also the hotel, the ship is a hotel. And sometimes the ship hotel is good. Trapped with your audience. Not good. <laughs> and my I wife mean, is like my ambassador. She'll talk to everybody. But I said, don't get too close. Don't yeah. forget. 
we're doing the show and they all want to be part of the show because right. we're stuck with them. Right. Yeah. And they go home and they said, oh, we're very close to the comedian we had. He was sensational, you know. And she goes, wait, your wife is at every one of these with you? Well, I try to bring her on the Crystal ones, which is the high end and to me the best cruise line on the face well, of the earth. Food. They the just food spoil good. you Which one is that? Death. What cruise line is they that? They only have two ships. It's called Crystal. They have oh, the Serenity okay. and the... Uh, Symphony. It's it's better, wait, it's better than Carnival Cruise? Oh, it's better than <laughs> anything. Better than anything. No, the food Maybe. on some of these is very good. And then the food. We were only going on Carnival. And then I up no, no, we were on Royal. Royal. Cru- no, That's I, right. I went on Carnival. It was a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And then I went on the Royal. That right. Royal redeemed. It's okay. I, I swore I was never going Royal on the Royal. Royal is very great. And went, I stayed in the suites on that ship. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he went on the Royal, there was still good food. I think Royal's now reached a price point where the food's okay. Like, right. I've been on Holland. That food is really good. Yeah. Yeah, they're You're great. Go and on, they got uh, a great salad bar. Yeah, on the Seaborn. The right. food's going to be fantastic. The Royal was right. great. That was, we had so much we fun. Had a lot that of was fun. super nice. Well, I'll tell the you what. Carnival, this, not so much. Yeah. Like, it was I've really, never done Carnival. It, it was, was carnival ship. literally like a tornado hit all the trailer parks, <laughs> right. and then they all went right onto this boat. It that was sounds like it. It was frightening audiences. <laughs> we were really, I liked the audiences on Carnival. They were, they were like rowdy and good and like fun. And then even, even no, Royal I remember can what you're saying. It's funny because it's what you're saying. On my that's what really warped my whole sense was I went on a carnival cruise and this girl sort of chased me around from Alabama and I you're stuck. Yeah, like, and, and where are you gonna go? I, I literally was, and you can't be that yeah. impolite. You can't say no, fuck off no, I, because they'll go right to the head of the yeah. thing and say, listen, your entertainer said, and you'll never work again. No, right. I just remember that my brother had this beautiful girl, and I had this girl from Alabama follow me around. Not so, <laughs> not so, beautiful. but she was relentless, like a relentless attack on me. Yeah. <laughs> now ma- imagine having a guy from Kentucky <laughs> yeah. following yeah, you around. Be, I, I, it's yeah, a I nightmare. Yeah, it is. Also, this Neil doesn't understand. There's a crew cabin ask thing. Sometimes you get yes. a good. You get a real cabin. Sometimes you get some, an entertainer's cabin, yeah, which yeah. is so so to say the least. Yeah. And somebody, you know, guys have made it filthy and dirty, and I mean, they clean it. They can only do so much. The room still smells of a monkey's and, ass. And the but last, you get wait, 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 and that. the last bed, they will change out on this shift if after, they change if it. If they ever change it, yeah. is the crew is the crew right. cabin bed? They got it down to a size because they, and they don't, care. they don't care. You're not a revenue per, make, guest, yeah. person. Okay, you're, you're not making gotta, them money. Losing money on you. Yeah, such a weird. But they have like the awards for this stuff, like. Cruise ship entertainment, you know. No, so I, I think Princess does. Win that? No, no, because I don't do a lot of Princess. They have Entertainer of the Year, and oh, they yeah, yeah. think I've they get five thousand dollars. But I'll tell you the truth: the reason you do a ship is because the theaters are unbelievable. Yeah. You go into a theater, you have good sound men, good yeah. light men, good sound, good lights. You have fifteen hundred people in this beautiful theater that you play twice. It's worth every penny to do those shows. And there's no yeah. other game in town. You know what I mean? There's no, that's the only thing going. Or you can play Blackjack. the Funny Bone somewhere and make 1500 and then pay your air and get a rent-a-car and pay your food. No, and when is, you come home, you make $800. I tell people that all the time. You're working a comedy club. You're just working a bigger age range yeah. You know, on the road. Right. Like You want to make double the money and be fed and paid and whatever. Exactly. Or you want, this to, you want to eat bad. Listen, I'm very lucky to have these gigs. i got to yeah. tell you. They... they no, they pay well. You know, I was doing clubs for years. Well, I mean, 20-something years. The, if you could change it, the thing you would change is the travel, direct flights. Right. You know, when you want to go, you know, and then, you know, be able to just have a little section for yourself to, like, be able to hide away. But it's not it's not the worst gig in the no, world. No, it but is it's, not. There's a lot of worse But the way gigs. John, John does too many, for my... I, I do too <laughs> many. Look it, I'm home for three days. I'm home today and tomorrow. And I leave Sunday. I fly to Boston. And then have a five-hour layover, and then go to another terminal, 
and fly on Azores Airline to Punta Delgado in the airlines in the Azores, which I've never been to and don't know what to expect, and then somehow have to. I get there at six in the morning. The ship doesn't even come in till eight in the morning. Yeah. So what do I do? Do I sit on the dock for two hours <laughs> yeah. and wait? You know, I mean, you got to take a cab and figure out what the money is and. Oh, it's insane. It's a nightmare. Like going through customs, going through oh my god, going through like just. Imagine just traveling over and over no, again, I going know. through But there's stuff. definitely an ease of mind that you're booked. I like that. that oh, ease yeah, mind. sure. There's booked. an ease of mind you're booked, but you look at I could be dead any minute, yeah, yeah. and then what? <laughs> exactly. Okay, dead. listen. Everybody whisper. <laughs> I don't want to mention. Uh, Gina's just walked oh, in, but shit. we'll keep. We'll we'll go on to the next. Neil, any more questions for cruise ships? You do. Do you drink? You drink, right? No, not really. Oh, you don't drink. Okay. My but wife he, drinks. My uh, Gina always uh, is always afraid to go on a cruise because she. Same thing as you, Neil. You're going to be trapped with all the other people, right, Gina? You don't want to deal with other people. Can we move on? No, nah, go ahead. What do you want? Lenny's not a drinker. No. That was the, a, the cruises are wasted on me when I'm working. Button. I just want to get my money feel, and not get I feel, fired. If anything, that was a good advertisement for the cruise ship. Business. It was so? a good advertisement for the cruise And they make so many people, it's unbelievable. Well, we're going to yeah. work it into a little bit of this, that, and Let's the other thing for the fourth corner. Carnival. Carnival is this the fourth corner? This is the fourth corner. Because my car gets towed in 25 minutes. We'll get you out of here. Okay. So this, that, and the other thing, I'll give you a choice of one of two things. Which would you take? Or you can go to a third one. Yeah. So <laughs> John's checking on my wife. So if you've been everywhere. Birdie's okay. She's sleeping. I have to make sure your wife's okay. She's okay. It's debatable. Listen, Ellen went it's through a Friday, lot of stuff so when good. the kids were little. Yes. Okay. Pool or ocean? Neither. To, neither. I knew you were going to say neither when I wrote well, Why that. do you ask me? I don't know. You won't go in anything because you don't want to deal with the people. I'm not going near water. It stinks. You understand? <laughs> people have been in there. I don't like people. I want to be away from people. You know who I like? I like people that are here now because these people know the sacrifice you make right. living away. Right. You understand? Right. That whole point of living away is something that no one can understand unless they've either lived through it or done it. So on all these... You don't do the swim with the dolphin excursion on those boats? <laughs> Ever? I eat eat the dolphin. (laughs) At first, did you? No, not at second, not at third. I'm doing that excursion. No, I don't do excursions. Unfortunately, my wife likes to see things. So when we were in Venice, normally I would just stay in my cabin and avoid people like the plague. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, but she made me go see the Basilica, see the Doge's Palace. You You can't stay on the boat in Venice. And listen to me, (laughs) I've walked 40 miles. Do you understand? I haven't walked 40 miles in my life. Oh, God. My whole family did cruises every year because right. it was such a great vacation. Well, they love you. My agent loves them and would yeah. put them on as many times as you want. And he goes, no, just I, for I don't want to do For that. a year is fine. And now Leslie's like, I don't even want you to do that. Right. She thinks it's so dumb. So in case she needs me for something. It's like, where are you right now? She didn't like me. I didn't even tell her I went to Vegas. Right. Because I know she wouldn't. Oh, she would hate that. that if you Cellar Vegas? Yeah. No way. But OK, so let's go to the Cellar Vegas. Same number of shows for this. Right. Would you rather do uh, Vegas or a cruise ship? Vegas. Why? Because number one, it's uh, it's Esty. Number two, it's the cellar. Number right. three, it's Vegas. Right. I love Esty. I love the cellar. I love Vegas. Okay. So you do those places because you're not trapped. Yeah. Vegas. I, I love the place you and pots legal. So what else can I ask oh, okay. for? Neil. You know. Oh, pots legal in the yeah in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, just in Vegas. Yeah, they got a shop a oh, block away from the hotel. You could smoke as much as you want. I have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's true. I'm going. I'm Vegas all day long. New York is stupid oh. when it comes How to that. How are you not doing Vegas? 
I had, uh, and he was, was with me, me, and I and I, yeah. and he killed. I mean, he killed every <laughs> single show. And you know what? I don't think he ever repeated the same show twice. And we yeah, did yeah. two shows a night. He That's just true. he goes, I think I'm going to do this. And he kept walking around with this piece of paper, and I would take pictures of him. <laughs> and he would constantly write this new stuff and blah blah blah. We had a great time. He killed. I said, When are you coming back? He goes, Never, never, never. <laughs> you you like the I first part? It. Well, Payro is there, and all those guys. So I got to hang with John, John well, for a day. We were at the Red like, Rock. I mean, Vegas can feel like a cruise. When it, it, like when I was at the Aria, it felt like for a second I thought I was on a cruise ship. You because you don't leave it, and you're right. you just get stuck in it. The shop. So that's I, I like he that. played yeah, the yeah. Borgata. Borgata is like a Vegas hotel, and he hated yeah. it. The yeah, yeah I don't know what like it is. That. That's when I feel confined. For some reason, on a cruise ship, I just think. I, I eat better. He texted me from the hotel. I, he goes, I, I see the hate ocean. This I can sit outside and go inside. Always like I'm going to work out. I, I work out. I mean, Vegas, yeah, I went to work. I worked to work out in out. Vegas. Yeah, you forced. I actually eat better and I work out better. My I am healthier on, on, cruise on the road somehow because yeah. I try not to eat. You know, because some, you I'm do things. Snacking you also do things to kill time. Kill time. That's you know. right. And there's no other stuff for me to do. I'm constantly working here. So it's crazy. Okay, that's interesting. I would choose cruise ship, believe it or not. I don't know why. Yeah, I just you're, like, you're demented. I only do it for a year, though. Yeah. So, I mean, now. Okay, so let's go to the fourth one. Book or crossword puzzle? So now, what are you doing? Like, if you have to read a I would book do a book? crossword puzzle. Crossword puzzle? I read books, but I would do. I would Times. always do a crossword puzzle first. New York Times? The, the Times? Look yeah. at me, Lenny. <laughs> Look at me. I'm lucky I do USA Today, okay? <laughs> the Times every day is not so bad. Gina helps me with the Saturday. I, I, I don't do it. My wife can do the Times. She Gina can do the whole thing. suckers me into, can you just, she's trying to fall asleep. And like I'll do it with you, and then we. St- I'm four words in, and now I'm invested in the she's, she's puzzle, not, and she falls asleep. And, and she's what you suckering you? She's not she's, suckering you. Yeah. A woman knows everything, and what she's doing <laughs> is keeping your mind alert so you don't get Alzheimer's. Do you understand? <laughs> this is what women I'm do. I'm the one who's doing the puzzle. I don't need her help. The, the, I need her help when I need her help. She falls asleep. What is that? That's right. She, she needs. She, does, she knows she doesn't need to be around. Is what it is. Book or crossword puzzle, Neil. Definitely, I freaking hate crossword puzzles. Do you really? Really? Yeah, it's always the I you get, can't I get sit one, still. One across, I get one down, and then nothing else, <laughs> and it's all fucking downhill. And I hate it. And then I look at the answers, and the answers aren't there till like the next day. It's I hate a, a book. Uh, the whole sometimes I've flown so with books ridiculous. with answers, and yeah, and I look at the answers so much, I say to myself, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I would you look at. The anybody answers. can fill it in. I do like the feeling when you look at the answers, and you're like, oh. Oh, I'll okay, sit for hours before I look and even come close. I don't never want to be answer. good at crossword. I hate crossword puzzles. I want to read books. I, I, I read books. Yeah. I just read that really successful people all read like Warren Buffett's reading like eight hours a day now. <laughs> That's all he does is read. That's yes, what he said. If you so want to be smart, I, read. I do want to. I used to read all the time, but I don't read. I got to start reading again. My, my wife, my wife literally reads six, seven books on a ship. Yeah, I got to read. She'll Amazing. go through six or seven books Does on the ship. she have one that she really likes you can recommend to people? She she just likes romantic novels. Yeah, I got to All write. the things that are not happening between us, Trash she likes novels. to live. Oh, yeah, okay. she's living. You know. that's, that's good for you. That'd yeah. be funny. You should, you, should you. Buy, you should buy <laughs> yeah. her one that's like, find out like, he took me on this romantic cruise. <laughs> like right. right back to cruise Well, ship. do you want to hear something? Yeah. This is really something stupid. Yeah. I've been writing a book for five years <laughs> about, oh, wow. about the stories of the road and all this stuff. And I've changed the title a hundred times. Anyway, I brought the printed out version was 216 pages and i brought it with me i said ellen she's very very book smart i said ellen i want you to start editing this thing do you know we only got through two pages Uh i I couldn't take it anymore we sat in a quiet area quiet room and she was so strict with indentation for new paragraphs (laughs) and apostrophes and this and that i couldn't get through two pages i said you know what i'm never 
writing this book. If it Why don't you just give it to her to fix? Like, that's her job. Edit give it, it to her editor and tell her Because it would take done. years. <laughs> it would take years. We'd all be dead. But while you're writing the chapter, she's editing the chapter. Yeah, well, the chapters are written, but... Uh, I don't want to help you at all. She's got to edit it. All right. All right, go ahead. All right, here's the next one. Customs line or... My, by the way, for me, it's crossword puzzle. I'm a big puzzle guy. Of course. Of course. Customs line or TSA line? TSA. Really? Yeah. Customs line is worst. I, I mean, love TSA because I have TSA check, oh, whatever. Check, but pre-check, everybody's now doing the pre-check. The I, I, pre-check's I longer than regular. I don't care. Customs takes forever. But I have the mobile app, so that helps. That's true. Customs line, TSA line. TSA. The TSA. You, you is, just like when they touch you. There's more. Yeah, I do like that a little <laughs> bit. I do like a little pat down. I think that's nice. Also, no, the TSA, there's a lot of like games involved. Yep. Like how to scoop, get past it, what line to pick. There's there's like games going on the whole time. Like, can I pick this line? Is that I do it right? Right. It's like I the cashier a, at the grocery store. You always pick the <laughs> I wrong do have line. A funny I TSA do miss story. the old days when you could show up at the airport 30 seconds before you oh, fly. Yeah. Boom, boom, just Those run Those were the plane. great, man. But, but custom God. line, they're super strict. You can't move, and everyone's like, you feel like you're always going to get thrown. Oh, yeah. You can't Jason, do anything. You can't chew gum. You can't yeah. talk on a cell phone. My dad uh, just had a great TSA story. So my dad is coming. He just came to New York. My mom and dad came to New York, and they oh, were on no. the way back. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, he takes off, you know, he take off his belt. But when you're old, you don't have to take off your shoes anymore. Do you right. know that? Like, yep. Old people, no shoes. So he's going through the TS, TSA line. He's holding his his holding shit in his hand. So he's got like uh, his wall. I don't know. He's holding two things in his hand. So he puts his belt in the thing and he walks through the thing. Pants right down to the Oh, line. that's <laughs> Yeah. And my mom looks back at him and um, she's like, Bill, Bill. And he's like. <laughs> He's got no pants. That's he great. Can't drop anything, and I just called him. I'm like, please tell me, Dad. Please, for the love of God, you did feel it when your pants fell down. <laughs> the one and night, I was like, please tell me you knew it and you felt it. It wasn't like you were going to keep walking. And he can't quite say. He's only I in his seventies, right? Doesn't know it. Yeah, oh, he's in his no. late seventies. He doesn't know he's sitting there walking with his, his pants, pants down, down to the ankles. Yeah, like that's he's doing horrible. Anything. But he says he felt it after he called me back. He's like, no, I felt it. I just, he just didn't I had care. stuff in my hand. I go like. There's nothing you I could do. Pick your pants <laughs> yeah, up. I love that. That's what getting old is like. The one oh, night he no. forgot <laughs> underwear. Horrible. All right, last one. I'm gonna go. Music. Sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Sixties. Sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, who's your favorite band? My favorite band, aside from like Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, yeah. I got talking to Mike. That That's helps. annoying. Yeah. yeah. When you started, who were you copying? Like I, who? Did, who was in your head? Uh, you know, I was doing a lot of the Beatles. Oh, oh the Beatles wow. were there. Yeah. Was that your Beatles songs? So sixties. Wow. I like sixties music, although I was playing in the seventies. You know, yeah. I still like the sixties music. I like the Kinks and all these groups. And yeah, they were I like. I think if I go back to music, I think I'm like the seventies when I turn on all the channels. Seventies, that that was. I like that music. Didn't the disco era come in in the late seventies? Yeah, but even that, I like some yeah. of that music. Yeah, the BG Saturday Night Fever. I, I like. Well, the BG stuff was great. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the 80s. I mean, we 80s? were talking about the music. All of a sudden, I hated like, the 80s. A synthesizer drove right. me nuts. Right, but flock of seagulls. All the, all the good. There's all the good I mean, that guy was playing with one finger. Right, right. That's classic. I ran so far Well, the after like what is it like late 90s? Everything goes into hip hop. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, Genus here. Genus 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s music. 90s, yeah. Sure. Oh, I like 90s. Lil, I, I, we like Lil Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lil 90s. Was little. No. 
Who names their group Lil Dicky? It's All just right. such a shame. Okay, so la- and this is the final, final one. You, on a, taking your wife and kids, or take your wife, or don't take your wife on these on everything. Take her. Take her. Oh, Why? Yeah. Just great to have her because around. Because I spend so much time without her. No, that's sweet. It's it's true. I'm telling I you. I would like to take Gina, but half the time she's like, I don't want to go do that. Well, my wife actually do doesn't really want to go on half the things, but she goes yeah. to keep me sane. Oh. Yeah. See that? <clears throat> Over there on the couch? Oh, that's nice. If she yeah, doesn't she have doesn't to work. have to work. I, yeah. I haven't let Ellen work she since, vacation. My wife's right you know, she gets like vacation. for 30-something years. Um, that's you, nice. You've built up your yeah. vacation. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to work. Yeah. Well, we got to get a house first. Neil, uh, I would take, take Bethel. Don't take the, Bethel. To the good, like, European stuff, take her. Yeah. Vegas, don't take her. It's a guy's trip. <laughs> yeah, she's not. That's all right. My wife's not a fan of Vegas anyway. What about on the road? Like, if I have to go if on the I'm road. If I'm going on the road and stuff, probably, I don't. I'm a big headliner. Am I taking Gino or Mrs. Venezuela's If I was working and doing shit, I, I, would, I just want to be by myself. By yourself. But any kind of great vacation stuff, yeah, I'd have to have her there. That's when we I did Vegas. Do without you should have come with us to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, I want to be there. That was a lot I'm of working. fun. I had fun in Vegas. Come to I Vegas. Like Vegas. Neil will come and they give you, you a monster room yeah. in the Rio, and I have right. nothing to do with it. They'll, they'll give you nine beds in that room, Neil. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of that one. The way we end the show, John, is uh, one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You have your choice. Of you can say one good thing that happened this week or right. one bad thing that happened this week. I have a good and bad thing. Go ahead. All right. Start the bad thing was the flight back from Rhodes, Greece, with Brutal. the two stops. Yeah, yeah. My guitar ended up in Helsinki, and I got to JFK. Luggage was done. I went to luggage, and I said, "I have no guitar." So what are you going to do now? The good you're, thing you're leaving in two. While days. we were on this park podcast, yeah. My cell phone rang, and Ellen said, I have your guitar. Oh, oh wow. they brought that it That is a good, bad, yeah, good thing. Found, usually those would be gone for years. There was my good years. thing, bad thing. Of course, i got to go home, open it, and see if it's in one piece. Because <laughs> it's the guitar that Virgin the Atlantic bad. brought good me when they broke you. the other one. Good news, we got your guitar. Bad news is in four <laughs> it's different in six pieces. packages. Yeah. Neil, good thing, bad thing of the week? Uh, I guess my thing, I was uh, that subway thing was pretty, pretty cool. What subway thing? With being on the subway with the guy with the hatchet. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, yeah. I thought That's that right, was a Neil. There was an, a story here in the news that the subway, the one train. Well, I didn't know. Wait, there was a guy on the train with a hatchet. Tell the there was a guy on the train with a hatchet. Where I'm in the car in front of this, and our it's everyone starts. We pull into 66th Street, and everyone starts scurrying around. There, you clearly there's commotion. I go out, and the guy has a hatchet, and everyone's yelling. There's a guy with a hatchet, but it wasn't a gun. And then everyone just starts running everywhere, every which way craziness everyone's heading for and i just sat there and it's like all i was worried about is can i get two more stops right all i cared about, i was like if he has a gun then i'm gonna probably head for the door but <laughs> it was just a hatchet but then you know you look the next day and it was a big deal he had a hatchet and a knife and axe he That's was sick. going at it lenny uh my good thing or bad thing of the week was uh this all this promotion i've had to do this week for um bending uh for the album right. home and away I was on Bennington's show yesterday, which is a big podcast. You know Ron Bennington. Yeah. You probably know him plays, from way back. He, he plays at the cellar. Yes, Thank but you, you know him. Me. Wasn't he a comic from Long Island from way back in the day? I like don't know. I didn't know him then. Oh, wow. Uh, I have no friends. You know that. Philly. <laughs> Great interviewer. Gina's favorite oh, yeah? interviewer. Super. And they're super sweet. If you ever get to do that show, great. please Where go do it. it. Uh, Serious Radio. Okay. It's, good. it's a great show. He's a great host. And so thanks to the Bennington show for having me. That's it, John. Tell everybody. Well, you're going to be, if you go to John Joe, what's your website again that I built? It's uh, johnjosephcomic.com. Dot com. If you go there, you will see every John's ridiculous schedule. If you just want to, even if you're 
not interested in seeing John. Lenny Just made my calendar, by the ridiculous. way. <laughs> Do you keep his calendar for him? No, I don't keep it. He does it. No, because he I gave me an, to type he gave in. me an app to help me do it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and it write is the book. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah, write we the book. Read the, yeah. We want to oh, read I've written the book. I, I oh, just I need to edit edited. it, which is going to take till the year twenty fifty. <laughs> well, be great. And what's your social media? Where where can we find you on that Twitter so we can hear about Facebook, your Twitter, stuff? John Joseph Comic on Twitter, uh, whatever. What are they? I don't even know what they call it. Who cares? At John Joseph Instagram. Comic. Instagram, yes. John Joseph. Facebook, John Joseph. And how are your Every, daughters, Danielle and Emily? The Emily's best. doing great. She's in that Sweet new Gloria hearts. Estevan play, uh, On Your Feet. She is? No she opens May 10th at the Gateway Playhouse. Damn, that's amazing. Yeah, she's so doing shout great. Shout out to Emily. Go see that. She's Danielle's doing great. Janelle now has her adjunct professor job at NYU. Oh, wow. Aside from her social... And school. they've been coming to the cellar since they were... Since they were kids. Kids. They call Colin Uncle Colin. <laughs> He's literally seen him grow up. Anyway, thanks for having me, Lenny. Thank you. I'm going to avoid you. getting a ticket. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>